This is Fred. <laughs> Before I uh, begin interviewing Fred, and um, don't worry, he's going to do more, a lot more talking than me, but um, I just wanted to just give a quick review, because some of you are, are newer to our church and our relationship with Covenant Kids Congo. It was a couple years ago, actually, the fall of 2012, when we had our first Hope Sunday, when this partnership of World Vision and the Covenant Church in Congo came together, uh, and the funding for the project is by way of child sponsorships. And I'm speaking mostly of choir here, but some of you may not be familiar with how it worked. We had our first Hope Sunday uh, in uh, October of uh, 2012, and that day, that one day, our relatively small congregation uh, picked up 71 sponsorships of children including our little Justine and your little Espe and everybody else's little little kids who are on our refrigerators and we love so much. And the project began. This last fall, we did a Congo Sunday on the first Sunday of November. And on that day, several of our newer families uh, picked up some names as well and we added not eight more. So there's 79 uh, sponsorships in and through uh, our church. And so it's been exciting to see how that has come. I want to give thanks to everybody and to the Congo team, but particularly to Nay Anderson, who's really been a, a spearhead of that and kept that before us and encouraged us. So that's been the connection. But God keeps getting our, we've, we've said this phrase, and we've told Fred about this, that God keeps bringing Congo through our door. Have you noticed that? <laughs> we were drawing families and, and little children like, uh, like, like Nick Klug, who's from the Congo, and the Ruiguas, who have just moved here, uh, and others. And God keeps bringing opportunities in Congo. Uh, a couple months ago, Sarah Buki of our congregation, who works in the World Mission Department at the Covenant, said, I need just somebody to draw up some plans for a, a, a project that we're doing, a kitchen that we're going to build at Camp Zulo in, in, in Congo, in Kerawa. So I said, well, you might try J.J. Tang. Well, this thing has become huge. Mm. J.J.'s not only designed the kitchen, but he's got architects all over the place that want to help him do this thing. So mm. uh, yay, J.J. There's some articles. We'll send you the links later, but here's a picture of the kitchen. Here's the kitchen that it's going to replace. I think they need one. And here's just another view of the kitchen as well. This isn't related directly to Covenant Kids Congo, but it is related because this will be a camp where many of the children can come uh, to learn more about the, the love of Jesus. So I just wanted to note these wonderful ways in which God, um, uh, where we have plans and strategies and God surprises us and God continues to bring uh, Congo through the door. And so when Christine Bitkin from Covenant uh, uh, World Mission contacted me last fall and said, would you host Fred and your church? I said, absolutely. We would love to meet him and get to know him. And so, Fred, we're so grateful that you are here. Uh, we're eager to hear about how Covenant Kids Congo and the Lady of Project is going. And um, we'd like to, um, and, and Megan has already told us a little bit about uh, about you, and you can weave more of that in. But um, just, could you tell us a little bit how is the project going now? <laughs> Greetings all. I'm happy to be here with you, and um, I praise God for that. Um, just to add a little bit on what Megan said, um, I've been with World Vision for uh, 23 years now in different roles. Um, and I just thank God that um, I've been able to learn quite a bit in this journey. And I praise God that um, He has enabled me to be an instrument for His glory. Um, yeah. Now, back to your question. Um, Governor Kids Congo project started in uh, almost a, almost two and a half years um, through the uh, this partnership between 
World Vision and ECC. Um, and this is um, the first ever um, attempted project uh, in World Vision where we have congregation denomination and World Vision to do such a project. Uh-huh. And this is the biggest project for World Vision really? in, in the wow. entire world. Our little, our little covenant and World Vision, this is the biggest project. The biggest project, <laughs> even in Kids Congo. Uh, with almost um, 13,000 sponsored children. Wow. Um, well, this project started in, in, in 2013, but down in the Congo, we work in partnership with uh, three main churches. We have the Sister Church, I mean Sister Covenant Church, which is uh, CUM, and we work with uh, SECU, which is uh, Sister Church to Free Church mm-hmm. here in the U.S., um, and also the third one is the Catholic Church. Hmm. Um, the surprising, I mean, the amazing thing about this is that these three churches never worked together before, just because of their differences. But um, with this opportunity, um, Covenant Kids Congo, together with World Vision, were able to bring them together and so that at least they can start looking into the same direction as far as transformation of communities concerned. So they have been able to transcend their differences. Now what they are doing is they're coming together, they reflect, they plan, they implement um, for the well-being of children. And um, for World Vision as an organization, this is the first experience ever done anywhere else. Wonderful. To work with local churches, together with uh, sister church in the, uh, in the U.S., to bring about that kind of transformation. And for us, that's a good example of how uh, churches can unite um, to do the work for the glory of God. Now, what we've been able to do as um, an organization is, with those churches, we've been able to build their capacity in peace and reconciliation, which is actually the thing that brought them together, um, to start thinking about what to do in terms of development work. And so apart from peace and reconciliation, I mean capacity building in peace and uh, reconciliation, we did also some capacity building in leadership, in management, in development and the like. So now those three churches are able to embark all these other local organizations as well as other NGOs and, uh, and government uh, departments to work together. Mm. So they are not only the, they are not the only one implementing projects, but they have included a number of other small organizations. Those organizations are being trained. They are also implementing activities. Mm. Um, now, what are some of the activities that have been accomplished so far? Um, I just want to take examples of um, in, 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 in ask health. Emily just to put the map of Congo up on the screen oh, yes. so our people can see that. And sure. I don't know how yeah. well you can see that, yeah. but uh, um, you can explain where so we are here. Now, when you look at the map, you'll see that uh, our region is uh, the northwest, the yellowish something. Eh? Is that yellow? Mm-hmm. Okay. White, yellow, yeah, light, white, pale yellow. yellow. Yeah. yeah. Northwest, um, your left at the north, that's where we are. Um, 
But, and, and the thing is, um, you cannot drive from that area to anywhere in the, in the country. <laughs> you have to fly. And uh, when you have to fly, it's very expensive. So that's where we do, we're doing our work. And that's one of the poorest regions in the country. One of the poorest in the, in the country. So um, with these churches and the other organizations, after, being, uh, after building their capacity, what they're doing now is implementing the different projects um, in areas of uh, health, for example. Let me just take that, 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 that example. Um, in, in the area of health, what we've done is, uh, because of um, high rate of malnutrition, um, there were a number of women's groups that were organized, but then trained on skills, how to identify malnutrition. And you have that group, for example, uh, trained on how to identify malnutrition and what is it that they can learn in terms of kitchen gardening so that at least they can diversify the food that can help their children to have better health. So um, that's one thing that we're doing in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, of, of nutrition. So that group of women, and it's on, not only that, I, I just picked that as an example. We have a number of groups of women that are doing kitchen gardening. And from kitchen gardening, we also have uh, these other groups that, I mean, it's only one group that is uh, working on, fi- on, on fish farming. So um, this group started um, the work, but they did not have enough resources. They didn't know how to, to go about it, how to diversify their activities. So what we did was actually to bring in people who could train them so that at least they have skills uh, to improve their production in terms of fish farming and also to see how they could diversify their, uh, their activities. And now, from fish farming, they have been able to move to savings groups. Mm. And from savings groups, they have moved to breeding of animals. What they do is breed chicken, they breed <coughs> goats, um, and, then, and, and they, are, they are also doing um, uh, they are breeding ducks. So that's about the fish farming. And the good thing about this is uh, that not only they are doing that, they are also taking care of those children that are malnourished. The day they have to, to, I mean, to, to harvest, what they do is they call upon those vulnerable families so that at least those families can also have access to fish for the nutrition of their children. But also a portion of it is sold uh, so that at least they can have income, and with that income, they re-inject that into these other activities. Mm. So that's about the fish farming um, activity that, that we do. And it, that, that is linked to nutrition, but as well as to uh, food security. What we're doing is trying to integrate a number of activities so that at least we can have multiple effects. And that's the approach that we are doing. And also um, helping the communities themselves to, to, do, to do what they want to do. It's not World Vision that is implementing but it's those organizations, after being trained, that they do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, in the area of health, also what we've done is build up um, clinics. Three clinics um, are already built. And this one, um, uh, it's the CUM clinic because we've built one for each partner. Okay. This is the, uh, the CUM, the Covenant Church in Congo clinics. And um, we were happy that uh, during the visit of Don and Kurt, it was um, dedicated um, during their, their visit. Um, and it is already equipped. 
Again, in the area of health, what else we're, we're doing, uh, something else that we, we, we're doing is to work with the Ministry of Health. One thing that I want to, to stress here is that in, this, in the region of Equator, it, I mean, um, health personnel who are actually government workers, they have gone for years without training. And one of the things is, because of lack of skills, we've had cases of children and women dying. High rate of death. Now, what we're doing is working with um, the Department of, uh, of Health to train the health personnel in different skills, I mean in different areas, so that at least they can improve service, de- I mean service delivery in the areas, I mean in the, in the, in the clinics where they, where, where they work. Um, also provide medicine to the, to the, um, uh, to, to the uh, maternities like this one. So th- th- that's just an, um, a few examples of what we're doing in the, in the area of, um, of health. Now, you know, to send, I mean, for a family to send, to go to the clinic, you need resources. So what we, we've, we've been doing is also to focus our attention on economic development. I've talked about food security, nutrition, from the kitchen gardening, now what we've done is to train them also on, on savings. How, when they, I mean, when they produce, how they can keep portion of, of, of the crops for, for their food, portion of it, how they can sell, so that at least they can have enough resources that can help them to do some other things, to meet some other needs. Now, that touches on economic development. So in economic development, what we do is train the different groups into um, saving groups and other, uh, other skills. You have, for example, this group. This group, it existed um, when World Vision started, but it had very difficult time moving ahead with, the, with their business. So we trained them um, in saving groups and also we help them to get skills in knitting. So what they do is, when they do savings, then they move to this business of knitting. Now, the knitting helped the group, but not only the group. Now they are able to go through what we call the, a kind of revolving scheme. So they, 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 they take credit uh, from the saving groups, and that credit helps each and every family to start a small business. Uh-huh. And after starting the, the small business, they are able to get income. They, 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 they give some return to the group. At the same time, they continue with their, their, their activities. So, and they are able to do some other business with the small income that they get. Initially, and you, you may know Christine, who was a missionary in the Congo, um, started... Good. She started, uh, I mean, she started training uh, 11, 11 women's groups in saving groups. And when we started, now we started uh, supporting with uh, the Covenant Kids Congo, now from 11 saving groups, we have 41, 11 groups. Mm-hmm. And they have been able to make a saving of almost 11,000 US dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the people who are actually making that saving, you can't just believe it. Yeah. Vulnerable people, but they have learned how to make that saving, to get credit from those savings, and at the same time to help themselves to create some other activities. And with this, we hope that they'll be in a position to sustain their lives, 
to, to cater for the well-being of the children, to send the children to school, to send, I mean, to help the children to, to, to access uh, improved, improved education. Now, another thing is, um, as we talk of uh, economic development, we also say, well, um, they'll have enough resources, but it's also important to start thinking in terms of preventing them from uh, some diseases, like waterborne diseases. Now, one thing that we thought about and which was um, a real need was to put in place um, water tanks. And as of now, we've been able to erect two towers of almost 100 cubic meters each, which will help to serve at least 24,000 people. Uh, the only thing remaining now is just to put up solar panel system so that we can connect because it's a submersible pumps so that that can help to fill in the tanks and then the distribute through uh, the distribution network so that at least people in the Saza um, world can have access to, to clean water. Apart from that, we've also put in place two springs. Um, almost 600 um, households are able to get clean water from those two springs. So uh, that's what we've been able to do. And in the community, because we believe after World Vision, after um, CKC, Covenant Kids Congo Project ends, the community should be able to carry on with its activities. So we are focusing much more attention on sustainability of the project. Mm. So for us, building the capacity of the community to take ownership and leadership of the project is key to everything. So what we're doing is build the capacity of that community. And in terms of uh, community empowerment, one aspect is education. Now what we're doing is we've put in place a system where about children come together and they create what we call um, um, child parliament. Now, that child parliament looks after a number of issues that affect children in terms of protection. So when there are issues affecting them, what they do is they come together, they talk about it, and you have some of the children in those schools that have been built because we've already built three schools and equipped uh, them with desks, and now children are able to read, and, I mean, to read and write in improved conditions. So among those children, you find some of them who are child parliamentarians. And what they do is they are trained, they come together, they discuss about issues that affect children, and one of the key, I mean, one of the, um, the child abuse uh, thing that happens in, in, in Equator, you find girls of almost 15 years that are married, uh, are married, and that's, that's a serious issue of abuse. Uh, so what we're trying to do is also to look into that with the community, training the children, creating awareness with the community so that at least they know how to care um, to care for, for the children as far as protection of, mm. uh, of the children is concerned. So just to give you examples of uh, some of the things that we've been able to accomplish during these, um, these two and, um, and a half years in, uh, in Gemena. Um, yeah, I may go on and on and give, give examples. There are so many of them. Um, just that um, um, with this, I just want to say um, thank you to this congregation. Uh, a number of you have committed themselves to support this Covenant Kids Congo project. And um, yeah, let me just tell you, 
you are making a difference in the lives of uh, these children. You are making a big difference in the lives of uh, uh, the families in, um, in Gemena. And I just want to thank you for that. And Fred, maybe we could just clarify, mm-hmm. most of our people who sponsor mm-hmm. the children know mm-hmm. um, that the, the funds that we give to the program mm-hmm. don't necessarily go directly to the child, but mm-hmm. to the community. Is that mm-hmm. correct? And that's sure. what is supporting the project. Sure. Uh, although we have the direct relationship with the children, is that correct? Sure. Um, in fact, as, as you've said, the funds that each and every sponsor gives, it doesn't go straight to the child. But our approach is for that fund to be put into pool, and that helps to do development work. That's why you see mm-hmm. that there are schools, there are health centers. Um, we've put up those, those towers, different women's groups that are involved in the mm-hmm. um, in in, uh, in in gardening and and, and food secu- I mean uh, farming. So it's that money that helps us with um, the churches and other organizations to do the work that we're doing. But the good thing is that th- that child remains in relationship with the supporter, with the with the donor. They keep exchanging mail, information, and the like. And to me, that's life-changing. Not only for the sponsor, not only for the child, but also for the entire community where the child lives. Yeah. Yeah. And our our sponsors are able to give a direct gift, besides the mm-hmm. monthly, mm-hmm. are able to give direct gifts. And some of you, I know, yeah. just got some thank you notes for yeah. cash gifts that mm-hmm. Megan was able to deliver uh, last year. Yeah. Fred, can you tell us maybe one story of mm-hmm. the impact mm-hmm. of Covenant Kids Congo on, on a Congolese family? Yeah, um, there are so many of them. Let me just take this example that I selected before coming here. And uh, this is... Uh, the family of, um, I mean, sponsored child whose name is uh, Sephora. And that's the girl between the mother sitting and the father standing up. Sephora is nine years old and is currently in grade grade four. Now, this family, before CKC project uh, started in in, in Gemena, this family had a hard time, as many families in the area, since they are vulnerable, this family had a hard time to, to cut for uh, education, health, nutrition for, for their children. Now, what happens was, when some of the saving groups started, she got information, and Mother Gertrude, that's her name, went to see the group and say, well, I also want to, to get, into this, uh, to get in, into this group. What are the conditions? And they just said, well, you, had, you have to abide by these rules. And if you follow these, these rules, then you are a member of it. No payment, no nothing at all to be part of it. But it's just that they limit the number of people. So when she got into that group, this is one of the groups that got trained by the CKC training, I mean, um, project. This group got trained in saving groups. That was the initial, um, the initial project that started. Now, when they got trained in savings, what happens was they got some fund. Now, with that fund, each and every family was able to get something from there as a credit. Now, this family got that credit and bought a a farming plot. A what? A a, a plot of land for farming. All right. That's what she did. Uh, I mean, they did. uh, Gertrude and and her husband, uh, uh, Zawele, that's what they did. They bought that, that farm and they started farming. And uh, in that farming, they were, they were, I mean, they did, uh, they farmed um, crops like um, peanuts, beans, cassava, and sweet potatoes. Now, from that farm, they were able 
to generate some income after they harvested and that they put aside something for food for the children. Now with that, they were able to give back the, the loan that they got from the group, but at the same time, they started putting aside some money. And they, with that money that they put aside, after some months, they were able to start a small business. They opened up a small kiosk, selling um, matches, selling sugar, uh, salt, and a number of things. So not only they had their farm, and now they opened up that small business, besides the saving group where they participate. Now, with the saving group, the, the revenue from, uh, I mean, the revenue from the saving group, the revenue for, from their farming, the revenue from the small, um, small business, now they, they, they have been able to start paying for the school fees for their children. And they have five children. And all of them, all of those children, now they go to school. Mm-hmm. And yet, they were not able to send all of them to school. Even Sephora was not able to go to school. But now, after almost two and a half years, she's now in grade four. But before that, she was stuck. She could not go to school. Now they are able to go to the clinics that we've we've renovated. If any one of them falls sick, they are able to go to to that clinic for for health care. But what is, um, um, I mean, a significant impact in this family is when you look at the, the house, you see the roof, it's made of straw, thatch. Now, their plan is to replace that roofing with iron sheets. Hmm. I asked them a question. I said, why, why do you want to? It's costly. And they said, well, you know what? The money that we are supposed to save is the money that we spend each and every year to replace that. And when it rains at night, we have hard time where to sleep. So one thing that we would want to do with our savings is to buy iron sheets. And I was like, okay, how long will it take? And they said, well, it will take us, the time it will take us, but we will work hard so that at least we replace those roofs so that our children ourselves could sleep in a better condition. I was like, wow, what a vision. And again, I said, okay, is that all that you're planning? And they said, no, we would want to diversify our activities. And the other activities that we would want to do is since I am, that's Gertrude who was, who was speaking, I have some skills in sewing and tailoring. Now, what I would want to do is also to save money to buy a sewing machine so that I can start, I can start sewing. And I was like, my goodness. It's working. It's working. <laughs> so this is the story yeah. of, this, of this family. And now, when you go, you see them smiling. When these volunteers go to see the children, because we have the volunteers who monitor the, um, the health, education, and the like uh, for the children, these are people coming from the community, and it's, it's just amazing yeah. to see how the life of these people um, are, are being changed. That's great. Yeah. Fred was telling me yesterday, there's a hundred, they call them volunteers, they get a small stipend, but they, they visit these families on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and they are, uh, they're monitored by World Vision, and mm-hmm. so they uh, make sure that these things are happening, so that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Any other final words you'd like to share with us before we wrap it up, Fred? Uh, well, just to say thank you. Um, I'm really grateful for what going, I mean, God is doing through you, using you as instrument to be a blessing to the people in the Congo. Um, I just want to say thank you Mm -hmm. 
for all that you're doing. May God bless you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I would like to Stay just warm today. <laughs> just that God can continue to give to, to give me and my team strength and courage okay. to continue doing His work right, in great. that hard condition Wonderful. in Gemena. We join me in prayer. Lord, we're thankful for this servant, Fred Kasongo, and for your call on his life to um, to work in development and to improve the quality of life for his people. But we are so grateful, Lord, to hear this testimony that it comes from you at work in his life, Lord God, his awareness that his strength only can come from you. And so we do ask that you would grant this request for him and for the people with whom he works, those on his staff, Lord, that you would give them the strength and the vision. Lord, I pray that in a country where there are many good things happening and yet there are many discouragements and many things that fail, that you would not let them be discouraged, that you would guard and protect them from discouragement and continue to grant them the energy that only you can give, Lord God, and the hope that only you can give, uh, that things would continue to improve there and that the glory for all of it and the gratitude for all of it would go to you, the source of all good things. Mm. We pray your blessing on this servant. We ask in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Fred, so Thank much. You. Thank you, sir.